World of Warcraft community is the best community ever. It is so good. Around how much it's helped solidify friendships, you know, like... The third faction is the important, is truly the most important, because we all have a say in it. Hello and welcome to The Third Faction, a podcast about the community of World of Warcraft. I'm your host, Demita North, but you can call me Demi. And as always, I'm joined by the man with the best voice in podcasting. It's Bricko! Hey, buddy! It feels like so long since we last talked. (laughs) A couple hours, right? (laughs) How are you doing, Demi? Well, I've had some food to eat. I've fed the child as well. That's kind of important. And hopefully he will be quiet for us to get through today's show. But yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I'm excited to talk good. to our guest as well. Oh, because yes. if you if you missed us earlier, for those of you who are uh, listening uh, to the uh, who aren't joining us live on Twitch, uh, we are doing lots of different recordings today. So earlier we recorded Bricko's TBC Classic Hype, uh, which you will find as a bonus edition. Um, and t- right <laughs> nice. now we are recording with. The wonderful soul that is known as Dracoris or Smiting Titan and is one of the two hosts of the, the New Kid on the Block podcast, LFR, a casual Warcraft podcast. Hi, Dracoris! Hey, Demi. Hi, Bricker. Thank you so much for having me. You are very Hi, welcome. How's your week in WoW been? It has been slow, honestly. I've... Um, I've had this week off because I've, I've got two little kids and I've had the week off to spend half-term holidays with them. So Aww. haven't actually spent that much time on WoW. Um, I literally haven't touched Shadowlands all week. Um, what I did do is go and finish off the Nightfall and rep on one of my pallies. Oh, right. Which means I've now finally unlocked the whole uh, Legion class armor set thing. So I'm pretty happy with that. But yeah, I, I literally haven't oh, cool. touched Shadowlands apart from for like 10 minutes at lunchtime today. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. It sometimes goes like that. It sometimes goes like that. Well, Sarif. Oh, we've got a Sarif <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Who, for those that don't know, is Dracoris's podcast co-host. Um, but my week in WoW has been well. We've we've done some. We've had some really really good raid progress. Uh, we are seven for ten officially with Sticky Bandits. Um, the guild is just amazing. We've done a, we've promoted one of the guys, uh, chaotic, up to raid lead, because um, he's just been really dedicated to it. And we've made two other guys uh, MVPs as well as chaotic, just for generally being rather wonderful and being really um, supportive and patient. They're new newer members, so like the founder members are all officers anyway so they've got kind of recognition of the work that they put in by their rank um, and by being able to spend more guild money and whatnot um (laughs) uh, but these new guys have come in so we've promoted them and it's been really lovely and then this weird thing happened on friday and saturday night i don't know if anybody else has been paying attention but there was this little thing called blizzcon line what's that And uh, yeah, so I got sucked into that, watched the opening ceremony, watched the uh, bits for Shadowlands, so the trailer um, and the what next panel. And then I didn't really, I didn't really delve into too much else. Um, So I've caught up with the community stuff this afternoon. 
and I watched the classic at uh, the TBC classic panel today as well in preparation for the show that uh, Bricka and I recorded earlier. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> but I am very very excited, very excited for where Shadowlands is going. Um, but maybe we'll save that for our after show. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, it, you know, it, it seems a shame to do a whole second show on the uh, the Shadowlands speculation and then do it all in this one as well. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll save it. We'll save it for a bit. <laughs> all right. But it's going to be fun. I think so. I'm so hard. How much did I love Death Knight Anduin? Oh, Sarith. Oh, I'm gripping my, the arms of my chair. Right. I will answer that question and then we'll move on. Uh, I was pissed nice i was really really pissed because i think the ring i still haven't seen that cinematic oh it's amazing I, oh, I, dude I think... you need to see that cinematic yeah the ring men <laughs> have had a bit of a rough deal and i i, I mean at full marks of the blizzard team it drew a very strong, very visceral reaction from me immediately. Like, if anybody was following me on Twitter, I was like, Fuck, this is not what I want, do not want. Um, <laughs> and I just thought, but I also love it because it withdrew that kind of strong reaction from me. I totally get that that's, you know, what they were going for. Um, so right. now I just want to see what happens, really. And, I, you know, that's... We've just got to wait and see, haven't we? But we'll talk about that after this one. Because now, we are going to get to the business of the day, gentlemen. Are you ready? Always. Let's go. Greetings, sir and or ma'am. Brickle, would you like to do standard questions or guest-specific ones? I don't even remember what I did last time. Do you remember? No, I don't remember either. I think you, I think you did guest specific last time, Bricker, because I just listened to it today, the one with Rig and Coffee. Oh, awesome. Okay, then I will do the standards. You take it oh, away, my something. friend. You do the standard questions. Will do. So, Mr. DeCourse, thanks for joining us. Love your new show, by the way. Thank you. What team are you considered? Are you red team, blue team, or purple? Okay, so um, obviously I knew this question was coming because I listen to you guys nearly every week, well, every other week, and uh, so I had to get the right answer in here. I couldn't just say blue, red, or purple. I really thought about it to the point that I literally looked at a colour chart, okay? Periwinkle. <laughs> Periwinkle is the answer, right? Okay, that hang is... on. You, you, you looked at a colour chart? Yeah. Are I you a because... secret graphic designer? No, was it in if Pantos? I was, I probably wouldn't be as stressed out. Um, <laughs> no. So honestly, right? My, here was my here's my thinking. I did Whispers of War with Sill a couple of weeks ago, and um, I said then that I was seventy percent blue, thirty percent red, and I, it's been bugging me ever since. What color is that? <laughs> <laughs> so I had to look. I literally looked it up on a color chart, and it's periwinkle. So I am periwinkle, periwinkle. And, okay. and it's because it's because I have loads of alts on both sides. Um, but of the three characters I actually play regularly, two are Alliance and one Sword. So that's kind of how it works out. Nice. Yeah, that periwinkle. That, that, I remember that crayon in my crayon box and 
the crayon looked so cool. And then as soon as you wrote on the white paper, it was not a great color. But I like that you <laughs> thought about it. It looked the crayon looks a lot different than the actual color. Yeah, so, purple, purple would imply too much respect for the horde, you see, and I can't do that. <laughs> especially gotcha. especially knowing that Sarit's in chat. <laughs> Suck it, Sarit. That works. <laughs> so let's uh, so we'll get this feud started i see um uh what uh how did you start playing world of warcraft and what hooked you so i'm a bit weird in more ways than one but in terms of wow it's because <laughs> i read all the novels or like the vast majority of them before i ever picked up a blizzard game um i've oh. always, i've always been a console gamer like always um in fact, I tell a lie, not a Blizzard game. I had picked, I played Diablo quite a bit on the console. But other than that, right, I, I hadn't picked up a Blizzard game. And if you said to me, you know, 10 years ago, if you'd said, dude, in 2020 and 2021, you're going to be playing a PC game and you're going to be playing it more than anything else you've ever played, I would have laughed in your face, right? <laughs> um, honestly. Sure. So a friend got me into the books, Um sort of as a gateway drug to try and get me to play, to play the game and that 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 didn't didn't work um but i did love the books and i love the lore and i love the world and I, I fell in love with like you know the mythos of of warcraft um then i met my 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 girlfriend uh the lovely lalute who is in the chat at the moment and uh everybody give her lots of love please and so um yeah i met her and she was an avid wow player so um, she actually managed to push me into actually playing WoW. Um, and so, yeah, so at first it was me and her playing a lot with um, a bunch of her friends who she introduced me to, like the wonderful Chromie and Salvira who are in the chat at the moment as well. Um, but then Luz started uh, a new job recently. And so she doesn't really have the sort of mental space to, to delve into WoW the way you know a lot of us do. It's not really a game you can play once a month, is it? No. You know, you, 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 it's kind of all-consuming. <laughs> Um, so at the moment, she's playing Animal Crossing on the Switch most nights in the other room while I'm in here playing WoW. Uh, so it's kind of weird. She got me hooked and then sort of left me to it. Sorry. <laughs> Love you, babe. So then did, uh, did she bring you into Healer? <laughs> Jill, you know what? You're not wrong. Um, so what happened then was I, I, um, I played for a bit and I kind of lost interest because I wasn't playing as, as much or, or with Lou. And then I started a job with a really long commute about 18 months ago. Um, and I had to find something to do on the train. So I found a few WoW podcasts. Um, the, the big one that was a massive sort of time sink was Morally Grey. Um, because I really wanted to see what I'd missed in the law, you know. Um, I knew a lot of the really early law, But I mean, like, you know, stuff from around the opening of the Dark Portal and that kind of stuff. I knew inside out. Um, but I didn't know the stuff before that. You know, like for the, sure. the the wild version of the Big Bang and all that sort of stuff, you know. And then I had no idea really what happened once the game started up until BFA. So I had these two massive gaps in what I knew. Um, and so podcasts, you know, seemed like a pretty good way to fill it. Um, at that point, Morally Gray had 50 or 60 episodes out. And <laughs> I, I just started listening and it became my commute. It became my work day. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know how many times I heard the word fuck in those couple of minutes. That's about me too. Yeah, but yep. it was a lot, right? Yep. <laughs> and so I caught up with them around sort of Christmas 2019. And 
joined Patreon to support them because, frankly, I thought they deserved it after all the, yeah, the the life saving time they'd given me on these commutes. You know, I don't know how I would have got through them. Um, and <laughs> as a part of that, I joined the Discord and got involved with that community. And from there, I kind of launched myself into Wow Twitter. Um, found a lot of other podcasts to listen to, like yourselves, and never looked back. Really. Nice. Yeah, those guys do a hell of a job. That's I kind of had the same thing as you. A lot of times I have a grinder going all day and my face mask on and my earbuffs. It's perfect to hear stories of Morose's sexual dalliances. You know, it's just, it makes my whole day. Those guys know what they're doing over there. I mean, hey, and, and the, the innuendo of hearing talk about grinding while grinding, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Cheers to those two for sure. Where's your favorite place in game, Dracorus? Oh, okay. I like this question because um, I've got my answers changed. Okay, so originally, I'm not sure what I would have told you if you'd asked me this, say, a year ago. Because the place that I like the most, sort of aesthetically, is Dalaran. I think Dalaran is beautiful. Um, I look at that and I just think it's a, it'd be a lovely place to live. You look at the little apartments that you go into for some of the um class hall quest and stuff and it'd be gorgeous you know it's a great place um but i hated it because the lag was horrible like all through all yeah. of bfa if i went to dalaran i could barely move for 10 minutes and i assumed it was just something about dalaran because i hadn't had that problem anywhere else and then i upgraded my pc yeah now suddenly it's smooth as butter um, and so, yeah, and now I'm, I'm spending a lot of time in Dalaran because I'm going back to do a lot of the Legion stuff because, for me, that's the best way to, to level an ult. You know, if, you, if you're interested in the lore and it's a class you don't know inside oh, out, sure. do Legion as your campaign now. We've got yeah. Chromie time. Yeah. And, you know, you get to do so much cool shit. And, um, and so I've been spending a lot of time in Dalaran. And honestly, I think, yeah, it, yeah, it sort of feels kind of Mediterranean with the architecture. Maybe even a bit further sure. east. Yeah, I could see that. And uh, and I, I, yeah, I just think it's beautiful. It's really unique. Um, <laughs> I say unique, despite there being like three instances of it in three different places. <laughs> uh, right. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, one again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, uh, the not, not, not was the, like that. Not the crater. Definitely not the crater. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I was gonna. I was running up to that in classic to see if if it was there and I died, I didn't make it. And I didn't bring anybody with me. So we haven't gone back yet <laughs> where it is in Hillsbread foothills. Yeah. That's I, quite the... I did um, the quest on a mage. I, I'm, I'm a terrible mage by the way. Um, and I think this comes up later in one of your uh, <laughs> guest specific questions. Um, but I'm, I'm a horrendous mage and I tried doing some of the artifact quest lines there. And one of them tells you to take a portal to Dalaran crater. Yep. And I just I just did that because um, I'm an idiot, and I didn't know where Slowfall was. I don't think I had it on my bar. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that, that, I died also. <laughs> that, that was an instant death. Yep, splat. <laughs> so <laughs> you didn't. You you've recently gotten into the game. Um, so the dark portal probably isn't going to be a story you have. But do you have something that happened in game that just blew your mind? Oh, do you know, on the one hand, I do have a Dark Portal story, believe it or not. Um, obviously, awesome. it's, not, it's not at content at all, but I will always remember the first time I went through the Dark Portal, and there's a couple of reasons. 
one is because my only experience of the dark portal was sort of reading about it in the novels um so sure i to me this was this like mystical thing that you know cadgar and Torellian and illyria had disappeared through 25 years earlier and actually getting to step through that for someone who's such a massive law geek was really cool you know really really cool even though it wasn't you know at content um sure. for, me, for me it was great and then the other reason it was special was because um on my first character that i that i played um my druid I actually got really hacked off with leveling and boosted him. Um, so so he, never, he never went through the dark portal. Um, so he never, ever went through the dark portal, which means the first time I did it was actually leveling my first Hawk character um, with, with the girlfriend, with Lou. And it was really nice getting to do that together. You know, it was a nice experience. Um, oh, she, yeah. She'd obviously done it before, but not on a Hordy because she'd never leveled a Hordy all the way to max. So it was, it was a really good experience. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get sat on by a foul reaper, which is a shame. Um, but <laughs> but aside from that, like on something that's more on all fours with what you mean by a dark portal experience, you know, getting squished by the foul reaper and what have you. Um, my dark portal moment was Najatar. So I decided to make a real go of BFA in eight point two when that dropped, and I was really excited because again, law geek, right? So I thought this is Ashara, man like War of the Ancients, I couldn't wait to see her city and what happened to it and, and all of this. Like, I fucking love War of the Ancients. So I was really excited to go into Najatar, and my only max level character at that point was the Balanced Druid that I mentioned a minute ago. And this was my chance to, like, be involved in up-to-date lore. You know, I was really excited <laughs> to, like, learn something at the same time as everyone else. It'd be great. Um, there was a problem, though, which was that I was massively undergeared. Massively. So I got my ass handed to me yeah. by Naga. It's painful. I, I had no fucking chance, right? Bear in mind, Balanced Druid, squishy. Like, if, uh, yeah, we're not talking Balanced Druid in Shadowlands where they can pwn everything from a mile away. This was a Balanced Druid at the start of BFA without any um, Azerite armor, right? So it, oh, it, it, it did not go well. And I rage quit for like <laughs> somewhere, somewhere between a week and a month, right? <laughs> I left my guy as a, as a ghost in Magic. Yeah. <laughs> That's proper rage quitting. When you leave yeah. them as a ghost, it's yeah. like, now nah, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And I, um, so what, what I did then? my warlock. So I boosted my pally. Um, it's a second boost, right? <laughs> um, and it was because <laughs> I was desperate to get into Nagitar and actually do it. I wanted to go in there while people were still going in there and actually experience something at content and, and see mm. some new lore as it was unfolding, you know? So I needed something less squishy. And so I, I boosted my pally, stormed in there, and haven't looked back on him since, you know, my pally is now probably my main. It's somewhere oh. between my pally and my, and my night elf druid. I love both, and I, I, I would hate to choose between them, and both are max level in Shadowlands, but I, I think the pally is probably my main. Hammer's up. Just because it's the survivor bit, see, like I, I, I like not dying. <laughs> you just wait. You're just waiting to get on a death knight. That's careless. all. Palad, pal all paladins are just want to be death knights who haven't died yet. That's all. Uh, death knights with better skin oh, care. <laughs> I had to throw some death knight shading for the paladins because this is a theme for me and Dracorus quite often on Twitter as well. <laughs> There's, as Luke just mentioned in the chat as well, that there, there is a secondary reason for paying the pallet, which is like a pocket tank for yeah. her. 
Um, I, I'm not as effective a pocket tank as a bear. We, we have found that out. So. Sure. <laughs> nice. What's been your best experience in the WoW community? Ooh, I mean, honestly, the answer to that is the WoW community. Like, it, it literally is. Um, particularly the podcasting one. So many of you guys have gone out of your way to make me feel like I belong. Like, not, not as a member of the community, but... Yeah, even when I was just a complete noob who was spouting random shitty takes on Twitter, you know. <laughs> and, and then now, now as a content creator where I'm spouting shitty takes on a microphone, um, you hear so much about toxicity in the WoW community. And you hear it enough that I know it's true. But honestly, I've, I've never experienced it. I, and that's down to the company I keep for the most part. You know, um, when I do group, group content, I do it with the girlfriend and her friends who are all great people. And so there's no toxic sure. bullshit to deal with, you know? Um, and then outside of the actual game, my experience of the wild community has been discord and Twitter with people like yourselves, you know, and basically I don't waste my time on assholes. I've got a four year old and a five year old. And I'm not remotely fucking interested in spending my spare time playing a game with people who are being dickheads, you know? Um, yeah. So, so that's kind of like, the best experience for me has been seeing this side of the wild community that I've seen because I heard for years about how MMO communities were full of toxic wankers and that's not been my experience at all. Awesome. That's great to hear. <laughs> that's kind of what we push for. The more, the more people look at it the way we do and you do and find their places, you know, the easier it becomes unless you hear about the bad shit. Absolutely, yeah. Well, there's just agree. no room for the bad shit, is there? So, well, there shouldn't be. And I, think I mean, go on, Bricker. Sorry, I was just going to say there's no room for it, but it's there's nothing. <laughs> a certain amount of it's always going to be there because humans. Um, other than that, you know, I've, I've just got to take a second here. Like Cerise just said in chat, but you do a podcast with me. <laughs> it implies that you think somehow that, that he's an arsehole, right? Sarith is the biggest. <laughs> biggest sweetheart you will ever meet that guy is a marshmallow he is a puppy dog right and yeah uh, if he if he gives himself any shit block him or ban him demi come on <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna do that well this is uh, this is gonna be a little bit tougher than if if you've had <laughs> what's geez i gotta reread the question good lord i haven't even drank yet <laughs> that is your worst experience What's been your worst experience and how did you overcome it? What advice would you have for others in a similar situation? You're right. It is a hard question. It really is. Um, obviously, yeah, Demi sent me the, the list of questions a couple of days ago and I sat and I thought about this one for ages because it's hard. Um, honestly, as a player, the closest thing to negativity I ever experienced was having the piss taken out of me in the dungeon from not having the talent selected. And honestly, that was oh. completely fair. Like... I think, oh. I think I was level 60-something pre-squish, and I only had one person. Are we having technical issues? Oh, no. Hang on. It's caught you back up again. I think it's caught you back up again. Just There we go. Just take that question again to see if it stays put. You can just ask the question again, Bricko. Hopefully it's all back now. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, what's been your worst experience in WoW? Uh, and 
do you have any, how did you overcome it? And do you have any um, advice for someone that's going through something similar? Yeah, I mean, so it is a, it's a really hard question um, because like I just said, I've had mostly positive experiences. Um, honestly, as a player, the closest thing to negativity I've had was having the piss taken out of me in a dungeon because um, I didn't have the right talent selected or any talent <laughs> selected, um, which was totally fair. I was, I think I was level 60 something pre-squish and I only had one talent selected. So I, I deserved whatever oh, shit I got. And even then it was fairly polite. To be honest, it wasn't too bad. Um, and actually, I took it as constructive <laughs> criticism. You know, I, I'd fucked up and I need to know about it. Um, now as a person online interacting with the community, you know, there's been a few times I've had to explain basic human decency to someone, you know, like the, the BLM sure. stuff when all that was yeah. happening. And, you know, but that's not the wild community. That's just the internet as a whole. You know, sometimes people are dickheads. And as a podcaster, for the last couple of months I've been doing this now with Sarif, everyone's been uniformly delightful. I haven't had a bad experience. Like the couple of pieces of negative feedback we did have, um, we took on board. You know, you can't grow if you don't learn and generally everyone's been amazing. What I would say is, in terms of the advice thing, it's never too late to surround yourself with a positive community, never. Um, I'm absolutely sure that if you speak to Demi or to Bricko or to me or to Sarif, we can put you in touch with good people. And life is too fucking short to spend Absolutely. your free time playing with people you don't like or who don't value you or treat you or treat others the way they should be treated. Um, the other thing is I saw a tweet just before, um, before we went live today. And I copy and pasted this because I wanted to make sure I mentioned it. And it was from um, at Pandagosa, who I think we all know. Um, and Panda yeah. said... Right, she said, the world needs a lot less of a condescending, did you even try? And more of a friendly, hey, there's always next time, it'll be okay. And I think that's true. You know, sometimes it's not even what you say, it's how you say it. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw that too. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Where did you find your wild community then? Mm, so, um, in game, I live with her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, built in it's a bit easy isn't it <laughs> like I, I wouldn't have started playing if it wasn't for Lou and through her I found other people who I play with um, they play every Friday or Sunday I'm not there every week but you know Chromie and Salvira who are in the chat and a bunch of others um, and you know there, there are some lovely people who I play with on a sort of semi-regular basis um, in terms of the wider community it's Discord Twitter you know the Morally Grey Discord in particular which I already mentioned but also, like, if you go and look at any of Ali's Dungeon Fables Friday question threads, right, I reckon 99% of the people in there are worth talking to on any given week. And in fact, that's where me and Demi first interacted. Um, I mentioned that I desperately wanted for Syndragosa to have a Funko Pop figure. Um, and she pointed me in the direction of the Syndragosa Megablox figure, which I haven't actually bought yet, but I am going to. Um, She's good. Go with my, my little Arthur. <laughs> yeah, you get um, you get another little Arthur as well, and a frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. And I, I I think I still have that bookmarked actually. It's yeah. That yeah. was a that was a but gift yeah. about. I want. Well, I'm not sure if Kiddo was around or not, but he turned nine yesterday. So let's say nine years ago, we were given it as a gift, and 
she's on my shelf downstairs for full for everybody to see with a druid staff like you get a little extra like a random extra and her this was a, a druid staff that so that goes in her mouth like she's just dismantled <laughs> the druid <laughs> see i was thinking like she just fetched it or something yeah she just yoinked it off them so <laughs> but yeah so like these little interactions can be huge you know um yeah. Dem demi responding to a random person she didn't know talking about funko pops um and like probably 10 or 11 months later now i'm on her podcast you know and it's what it, it just seems to be how things work like you know nice people talk to nice people nicely and what do you know some sometimes friendships happen it's crazy yeah. just crazy it's, how it's people really can crazy. actually be nice to each other on the internet who'd have thunk it <laughs> yeah that's it's just quite it is quite the community what speaking of community what does uh community and well mean to you uh, see it's a shame that this isn't me running the tech side of things because if i could put in that that little clip of gul'dan going everything <laughs> you know that's where i go with it awesome. honestly seriously like this whole <laughs> pandemic this whole bullshit year that we've all had um it's given me an outlet it's given me a group of people who i can talk to about something that i love but also like it starts as conversations about games but it ends up with real friends you know and yeah. in a time when i haven't and this applies to a lot of people i'm sure not just me but in a time when i haven't been able to leave the house i'm going to go to work haven't seen an adult other than my partner day to day for a year right it has made all the difference to have these people to talk to you know to to get out and and discuss video games but also just to shoot the shit generally um and if it wasn't for the wow community i honestly don't know how i would have coped over the last year Nice, good answer. That's I think that echoes a lot of us, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> who do you admire in the WoW community and why? This is also one that we get a lot of. This is tough. <laughs> see, see, for me, this isn't tough, other than the fact that if and when he hears this, he's probably going to skin me alive for it. Um, but it's, it's Jin. Um, you know, Jin from Morally Gray yeah. and, and Live Laugh Law. Um, some of the things he's done over the last couple of years, like it would be enough to have managed this massive, ridiculous undertaking of doing the law chronologically from the beginning and getting to Burning Crusade now, right? That's impressive on like a, a professional level, on like a law geek level. That's something to aspire to. But he's done that while explaining it to fear. It's like he. <laughs> it's like he's Armstrong himself. Yeah, right? I mean, I love then, you for you. Don't get me wrong. I love you, Fear. I, so I don't even need to mitigate it because I know that if Fear listens to this, he'll take it as a joke. Right? But, yeah, right. So on, right. Top, on top of that, right, to keep the podcast evolving the way he has, like he's added a five minute timer for Fear at the beginning for the recap. Yeah. Um, he's done all of that while managing to bring together this community on Discord and this ridiculously good community. And then he's done all of that while donating Patreon money to charity, you know, and yeah. doing all of that while saying fuck all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, literally, yeah. the guy's a hero. Yeah. Like, if, if growing up, if you said, run, hey, what, what, what do you want to be? I would have gone, yeah, that guy, you know. So I wish I, the I, could, that he's, I could play something, but you guys won't hear it. The guys on stream will hear it. Do it. Play it for them. Okay, hang on. 
this is this is awesome dude we we had been joking about the Toronto thing and I asked him if he would do us a Toronto sounder so he did one well he actually did two so I'm gonna play the long one for the guys <laughs> on stream so you guys in stream will in chat will hear this and obviously on the podcast you'll hear it but unfortunately Dracorus and Bricko won't but I shall play it and you can enjoy this for a few seconds. All right, are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Here we go. Ishnu Allah, sisters. It is I, Tiranda. 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 Whisperwind. Tiranda. 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 Oh my god. There you go. I hope those work. Enjoy. Sorry. So the best thing for me about all of that is that he doesn't just. He's not just like we just asked him for a clip. Right, we just asked him if he could do the Taronda name the way that he does. And he gave us he gave us that. But then he did the whole long one, which is 38 seconds of all the people in game saying Taronda's name, which he's obviously gone out and got them all and compiled them and taken the time to do it. And whilst he's playing whilst he's recording it, he's laughing and you can hear his laughter as well, which just sends me over the edge because yep. it just makes me giggle. And you just think this <laughs> It, has this guy got not got enough to do? You know, we only we asked him if he we were expecting just him going Tyrande, and we got all of that. Oh, it, it is just and this is and this is it. Amazing. This is get that. You know, yeah. the and this is the guy who has also set up a Discord channel to help aspiring podcasters. Yeah, like who who needs to it's do remarkable. that? You know, who needs to do that really? Like there would be no. there must be other fandoms in which someone in his position would look at the likes of me and Sarith and go, hang on a minute, they're trying to muscle in on my territory or something. You know? And instead, yeah. this guy's like, no, shit, carry on, here's help. Here, here, here's a mic that you should buy. Here's, here's a website that helps you track your reviews. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, and honestly, that Discord's been a massive resource to me in getting through the whole pandemic. And however many times I say thank you to him, it won't be enough. So I'm doing it again here, and if and when he hears this, he will probably string me up from a tree. But, um, <laughs> oh, sorry, Jim. You're here. You're Jim. He, right yeah, he gave me a lot of help and advice on the tech side when we got started, and is yeah, he's I, I, I say this a lot too, but he is like my uh, podcasting guru. Him and Frasley, the two of them are just amazing and really, really good good people um and open arms most of the whole podcast community is just remarkable in that regard it's yeah. crazy it's yeah wonderful. yeah it's true it's honestly i i didn't expect the kind of welcome that we've had from people it's incredible um and i'm actually i'm recording speaking of france i'm recording with her uh in a couple of weeks as well so nice yeah awesome. she's awesome she's awesome she's, she's awesome. so much energy it's You'll, you'll have a blast. Try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a standing desk, so I think I'll I'll, I'll save my energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> there you oh. go. <laughs> uh, my, my next upgrade will be a boom for my mic and then a headset because my headset's like nearly 12 years old. 
But then I think like the ultimate podcasting goal is to have the standing desk, isn't it? So it I mean, for me, be no, because my, my desk is tiny and I do not have room. <laughs> <laughs> if I was standing, I would end up walking into the wall five or six times a minute. Yeah. Well, I tend to move around quite a lot. Like I, you know, it, I'm quite bad for it. So what I had been doing for my, for my for my raid nights when I do my this is your captain speaking raid nights is I actually hold my mic to my mouth now because it's the only because I'm turning and I'm like I'm almost like being an air steward like <laughs> doing it it's ridiculous anyway we'll move on we don't need to get caught to the side uh, there's a, a few shout outs in chat for um, awesome people as well like Ali who we all admire as well and another oh, shout yeah. out for Fraz. Um, they are all good people. If you are unsure about getting oh. into podcasting, then the people like Ali at Dungeon Fables, Jin at Morally Grey, Frasley at Frazzlecast, um, you know, they are all good people. Um, there are lots and lots of good people out there, so don't be afraid to ask questions and get into it. But we are now going to move on. Louis raided us. He, ah. Louis did raid us. Yes, I did thank Thanks, him in Louis. the chat first. It's fine. Um, oh, uh, we're on to guest specific questions, are we not now? Uh, Demi, hang on a second. That mm. is three episodes in a row that you've pronounced specific. Perfectly. Don't don't jinx it. Don't jinx That's it. That's the reason I didn't say anything. Thank you, Jacaris. <laughs> we'll see what happens next time. <laughs> yeah. Don't jinx it for me. So, as we alluded to earlier, there's been this small thing in the Blizzard community over the weekend, also known as BlizzConline. Now, a lot of us would have loved an actual physical BlizzCon, but for reasons of COVID, that wasn't possible, and probably rightly so, because I think it would have been a bit of a a choke point for spreading a disease. Um, but we got to enjoy BlizzConline, and I think one of the highlights of that was having so many different cosplayers from all over the world being able to partake, which they wouldn't have been able to before because they wouldn't have been able to get to BlizzCon. Um, but, Dracoris, tell us, what was your highlight from BlizzConline? Okay, so, I mean, it has to be Anduin, doesn't it? I mean, look, if I, if I wasn't your first guest since the con... I'd maybe try and say something different to be different. You know, I'd maybe say the Infinite Pirate Dragon, for example. <laughs> because that's fucking awesome. But, but no, like, it's, it's Anduin. Fuck it, I'm first. I get to say what I want, because I got here first. <laughs> and it's Anduin. Um, like, here, here's what I'm sad about. I can only imagine, right, if one, the leak hadn't happened the day before. But two... How shitty it, was that, by the way? Jeez. I mean, the thing with that is, right, is that, like... People shit on it, but the leak happened because a BlizzCon, a Blizzard employee, fucked up and sent the press route. Right. Yeah. You can't expect people like Wellhead and Icy Veins and that to keep on top of it, to shut up. You can't. It's news. It's clicks for them. Goal. It's their livelihood. It's their money-making opportunity. You can't take it away from them. Yep. Blizzard shouldn't have been so fucking stupid as to let it happen. Right? <laughs> and someone right. is probably in a great deal of shit for that. And I feel yeah. sorry for them because the last thing you want is for someone to like lose their job in a pandemic. Yeah. And you hope that, you hope that hasn't right. happened, right? But obviously it has spoiled the enjoyment of a lot of people um, to a degree. I don't think it's a very big degree and I think people are blowing it out of proportion. But it has spoiled a little bit of the enjoyment. But also, like, it's a cock-up by the company. 
And I think when we get things like Blizzard devs tweeting, if you, I mean, I can't remember the exact wording, but the essential gist of what most of the tweets we got were, if you're sharing and looking at leaks right now, you're an arsehole. Right? Oh. That's basically what we were getting from the devs. And I, I'm like, Oof. not really, man. Like, someone in your company did this. It's not our fault. We didn't leak it. We haven't data mined it. You know, we're, we're not dickheads who are trying to spoil things. We're people who have seen something a day early and gone, oh, fuck it, we might as well talk about it. Um, and I didn't want to see it, but I did see it. And it did kind of, it didn't ruin it for me, but it had an impact. Mm. And I'm like, sure. I, I really didn't like seeing some of the tweets I saw, especially one of them was from Christy Golden, who I love. You know, I think Christy Golden's amazing. Um, but she did a sort of passive aggressive tweet about it as well. And I just kind of thought, come on, man, you work for Blizzard. It's Blizzard's fault. You just need to suck it up and get on with it. But anyway, so I went on a bit of tangent there. But what, what I meant to say was imagine if there hadn't been a leak and it had been an in-person BlizzCon. Yeah. Can you imagine the reaction when Anduin suddenly oh. jumps up with his sword and changes in midair, right? Oh. The reaction that a crowd would have done, it would have been bigger than, you know, when Sylvanas ripped the helm. Oh. It would have been a bigger reaction. And that's what I feel really sad about. Is, I think I'd have cried return. if I'd have been there. I mean, there's no way I would have been there, but even just like watching it on a virtual ticket, oh. seeing that reaction would have been incredible, you know? Yeah. I, I, I watch a lot of wrestling and without a crowd it's been weird like having a crowd pop for things makes a massive difference and a, a crowd yeah, who, yeah a crowd who, popping for this who cheers or jeers at the yeah exactly field, right? and a crowd pop, a crowd would have yeah. popped for that moment and I, I i i think that's the biggest miss from blizzcon for me is is having that massive reveal take place without a crowd because that was fucking huge yeah yeah it was i mean i I caught one image on the leaks and that did upset me a little bit, but you know, it was social media. You can't always, I'd, I'd successfully just swerved them and then I saw it and I clicked on it. I didn't, I knew what it was. I didn't have to click on it, but I clicked on it. It was my own fault. So I spoiled oh. myself. <laughs> right. But what I, uh, I watched the weekly reset from T and E earlier and the leak should have, the date would have been February, 2012, uh, 2021. And it appeared under press release stuff for Mists in 2012. So they all they'd done was inverted those two numbers. Oh, no. Yeah. And you just yeah. think, Jesus Christ, that poor person. Well, but, I also heard, and I don't know how accurate it is, but I heard that um, they published it in the first place by accidentally releasing it in some way or other. Yeah. And then when it was in the 2012 thing, that was because someone had moved it. Oh. To try to try and take it away from the 2021 thing oh, and stop God. people seeing it. And then that was what I read. I don't know how accurate it is, but I read it on oh, one of the sure. forums or MMO Champ or someone like that. And what they were saying, they had screenshots, but I mean, I didn't care yeah. enough to like delve into it. But what they were saying essentially was that whoever the employee who'd fucked up was tried to hide it by moving it to the 2012 one because they couldn't delete it. Um, uh, and that must be even worse. You know, yeah. it's like, have you yeah. ever done the thing where you send an email? Where you send an email on Outlook that you shouldn't have sent yes. and then try and recall it? Yes. Die with the lie, they say, right? Die with the lie. I know. I have a friend um, who sent out an email to uh, like 50 odd clients saying accounts. It didn't say accounts. She missed out on her. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. I, um, 
I once dealt with a company, um, and I won't I won't say their full name because I don't want to like get in trouble. Um, but the yeah, first word in their name is county, and I missed out the O <sighs> on a letter which I sent to them by post. Um, so it went to the right place. They received it. You know, um, I think they all had a good laugh. Yeah, um, and I, I got a phone call from my opponent. <laughs> And my opponent, for those in the chat who don't know, I'm a lawyer and it's litigation, so it's adversarial. And um, I I got a phone call from my opponent on this case. And bless her, she did a really good job of keeping a straight face for the first sort of couple of minutes of the conversation. And she was like, Mr. Yeah, Mr. My Real Last Name. So I, I have had this correspondence from you and I am not remotely happy about the content. And then a couple of minutes in, she just sort of started wetting herself laughing essentially and said no honestly it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah we've all we've all had those mistakes haven't we but anyway you know it's done now we've all seen it if you haven't seen the Anduin cinematic go you know you have my permission to go right now and watch it and come back and say in chat oh my god what just happened um because that's <laughs> the kind of the reaction you have to have to it really um so the next question, and this kind of leads on to what we're going to talk about in our like after show, second special show, whatever. Um, do you think we will actually kill Sylvanas, and what do you think of her story arc overall? And I think I wrote this before you tweeted. You did. Um, <laughs> you did. And I mean, there's bits that I won't go into yet. Yeah. But as a broad thing, right? Yeah, I think we kill her. I absolutely think. I mean, I listened to what you recorded. Um, was it a couple of days ago? Yeah, yeah. Saturday. And I, I thought, in broad strokes, I agreed with some of it, but I, I, I do think she dies. Um, uh, and the reason I think that is, look, I think her arc has been. I think her arc has been incredible, um, and I think it has room to get better. But I don't think for a second that they're going to expect there to be a point in time. Because bear in mind that at the moment, the Horde of the Alliance have the same storyline, right? Yes. Like in this expansion, there is not separate storylines no. like there were in BFA. I don't think for a second that they are going to expect someone who plays a night elf, and bearing in mind that they know about the RP community and they know about the people who take this shit really seriously and identify with their characters, and they know about the people who were really butthurt about Teldrassil, right? I don't believe for a fucking second that they expect a night elf player to stand side by side with Sylv Sylvanas and take quests from her in 9.2. It won't happen. It could happen. I know, you know, obviously Illidan in Legion and there, there, are, there is... But there's never been anything quite like this. There's never been someone who is literally committed... Uh, I mean, people... You know, the words people use for it are comparing it with things that happened in the real, in the real yeah. world, and I'm not going to do that. But committed something pretty bad. For want of a, a better term, it's mass homicide, isn't it? It's mass murder. Yes. Yeah, and so, I'm, I'm dodging the word that's near and, to that. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah. I don't think they can expect a night elf player to do that. And I don't think they would expect that because it's too immersion breaking. Mm. I, I, if I'm if I'm playing my night elf druid and I've got to take a quest from Sylvanas in nine point two, I'm going to seriously consider just like logging out as a ghost again, like I did in Azrathor. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not remotely fucking interested in doing what Sylvanas says. My night elf will not do what Sylvanas says, and I'm not even like an RP person. I just think the concept of that is fucking ridiculous. Like, so I don't think she can come back into the fold. Short of some sort of massive reveal, like. 
Frostmourne having torn her soul in two, and we end up with Ranger General Sylvanas Windrunner on our side. You know, which I don't think is impossible either, given what happened with Uther. Yeah. Um, so short of something like that happening, uh, because they did say in the Q&A that the fight against Sylvanas will involve all forms of Sylvanas, including Ranger General Sylvanas. But I'll, I'll oh. go into detail on that. In the next next podcast, I'll talk about that more. Oh, um, I know where you're um, going. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, together from my previous conversation. Yes, so, yes. So, yeah, so there's a thing, right? And I think I know what's going to happen. But for the purposes of this question on this show, um, I think she dies. I think the Sylvanas we know, the Banshee Queen, dies. And I don't mm. think we see her again after 9.1. Now, uh, that... Uh, 9.1, maybe not. I'm not saying it happens in this raid. But I'm saying it happens. Yeah. Like, before 10.0, Sylvanas dies. So, going on from that then, as you just mentioned 9.1, what else are you looking forward to in 9.1? I mean, <laughs> there's a shitload, right? There is a but, shitload. There's two really big ones for me. One is flying. Yeah. Bye bye, stupid fucking elevators in Revendra. No, not happening again. I'm never again <laughs> going to walk through that stupid fucking woods in Revendra. Right? Oh. No, no. Yeah. Right? So once flying is a thing, I will go and do all the content in Revendra that I've missed. That'll be fun. Um, but also finding out what in the blue fuck is going on with the jailer and the keys, the five fucking keys and, and, all of that shit. Like, I need to know what's going on. There is a little worm in my body at the moment that's saying, like, it's like I've finished half a novel. Yeah. And I've never really experienced this, because with BFA, there was shit going on with the story, sure, but it was all kind of disjointed. 8.1, 8.2, and 8.3 were three completely separate stories. Really. 8.1 and 8.2, maybe not, because I get that the war led to ending up in yeah. Azatar and all that shit. But, yeah. like, and then Ashara led to Nazof, and I get how they tried to tie it all together. But, like, I mean, I read a theory that says half the stuff from BFA was recycled from what they planned for Cataclysm, and I completely believe Ooh. that. Because um, <laughs> Ashara was on the promotional art for Cataclysm. And, well, um, she, yeah, because she was in um, the whole Vashir area was supposed to be part yeah, of her domain. Exactly. Well, it was supposed to be part of Najatar, and they yeah. And then it just... Yeah, it didn't happen. I could understand that actually. I could totally see that that was part of the same. Yeah. Story so, so that's supposed yeah, to be that a makes thing. Sense. And also, when you fight, um, you know, in the, the Dragon Soul raid, there's a bit in there, one of the two, like the left and right turns you get to take to the big pits full of teeth with the weird old god shit. You know, one of them is General Nizza or something. Yes. Yeah, those two fights. One of those has a chance when they spout all their random old god gibberish. For the word Nazoth to be in the middle of it. Yeah. Which means they knew full fucking well then and there that Nazoth was a thing, right? And that he was going to be involved and that he was the one, how was it they put it, signing Deathwing's checks? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think Nazoth and Ashara were both originally intended for Kata. It makes sense. And they sense. just sort of shoehorn them in to add content to the faction war. Yeah. Right? So, so what, what, sorry, really roundabout tangent again, but my point was that this is my first time playing an expansion and actually feeling invested in an ongoing yeah. story. Because BFA to me was like, here's one story, here's a side story, here's another side story, shit, the expansion's finished. And I really enjoyed it. I loved every second of BFA, as much as I've just sounded like I didn't. <laughs> I, really, I really did. Like, I loved the zone, I loved the levelling. 
the only things I didn't love in BFA was how tough Najatar was for me because I was rubbish, right? And that's me. That's because I wasn't good at the game and I wasn't geared. That's my own fault. Um, and the same, I had the same problem with the dailies in All Doom for eight point three. Oh god! Like, but again, that, but again, that's just because I suck and I wasn't geared. Yeah, like I'm not blaming Blizzard for that. At all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I loved BFA, but the story didn't hook me the way it mm. is in Shadowlands. And so, for the first time, I've got this like I'm halfway through a book feeling, and I love it and hate it at the same yeah. time. And I need to know what's happening. So that's the big answer for nine point one. Yeah. I want to know what the fuck is going on. It's like that big cliffhanger moment, isn't it? We've been dropped with this amazing bit of knowledge now, but we haven't. We don't know where it's going to go. So, so it's like it's like when you read next a week. <laughs> yeah, next week on Dragon Ball Z, right? <laughs> Honestly, it's like for me, it's more like you know when you read a series of books, and imagine you finish book eleven, and book twelve isn't coming out till next year. Oh, it's fucking but George R. R. Martin uh, never writing the no, next one. No, it's not. It's not that because we know it's coming. We know it's coming. Yeah. But let's say book eleven's out. Book twelve doesn't release till the same time next year, and then the author gives you chapter seven. <laughs> Not chapter one, <laughs> not, not a preview chapter, right. not, not the end, right? Chapter fucking seven. <laughs> how, how does Anduin get to Bastion? I don't know. Is, Bast is Bastion the first place Anduin goes? Well, oh. we know he's gone and fucking killed the Winter Queen first. Who knows? I mean, oh, I don't you're think... You're oh, oh. I, I don't think that's happened. I think, I'm, I'm bullshitting. I don't think it's happened. But it could have done. We don't know. It could have. It's chapter fucking, it's chapter yeah. fucking seven. <laughs> And that's my problem. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I get that. I get that. It's um, it's difficult. But if you are interested in listening to more speculation, particularly about Sylvanas, we will be doing that after this show. Uh, we're going to do a little special with Dracoris because he and I have had some words on Twitter, and <laughs> we thought. And you guys are going to teach me all about Shadowlands new stuff because yeah. I missed it. Honestly, Bricker, what's going to happen is we're just going to confuse the shit out of you because me, me, me and Demi don't agree on this. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be fun. The kids don't yeah. like it when mom and dad fight. Ah, uh, well, they'll just have to cope with it. As long as mom and dad know how to argue properly and make up, it's fine. Um, right. Do we want to get into some community questions? Hell yeah. Do you want, would you like to I do don't these? I see why not. Bricker, would you like to ask these? Sure. Or do you want to, we, or do you want to take them? We can alternate too. Yeah, let's like. alternate. Let's alternate. We haven't done that for a while. You kick it off. Want me to start with Ali? Yes. Okay. Sounds wonderful. From the lovely at Aliandris K, Ali Dungeon Fables, among other shows. What have you found to be the most surprising, or to be the most surprising in these early stages of your podcasting during? First, thanks, Ali, for the question, because I, I know she'll listen to this. Um, honestly, and I know that every new podcaster says this. I know it. I know it's like a rite of passage, because I've heard Demi say it. <laughs> but, like, it's how welcoming everyone is. I know I've alluded to it earlier, but, like, Sarif set up a new Discord for us, for LFR. And, I mean, Bricko, you're in it, aren't you? We have four yes, I am. Podcasts. Thank we you. Have, we have four podcasters in our Discord already. Aside from us, right? Is that something? Is it? What's well, crazy? Me, that's pretty incredible, right? Like more than half of the people yeah. in our new disc, our tiny little Discord, because you know we, we've only got three episodes out, and more than half the people in our Discord are fellow podcasters. To me, that is incredible. The support that we're getting from people, we've had technical help from Jin and Ali, 
we've had some support from you, Demi. You know, me and you went back and forth in the Twitter DMs when before I'd even recorded the first episode with Sarif. Um, our first review on the Warcraft Radio directory was from another podcaster, our buddy Mud, who's in the chat, I believe, still. Yep, he's still um, in there. You know, who and Mud, bless him, he started his show at around the same time we did. And again, like I said earlier, there, there would be a natural inclination towards people feeling competitive, but they don't. It's amazing. Like, you know, me and Saritha Mud, yeah, there's been nothing but support there. And it's it's wonderful. It feels really, really good, you know. Um, like when we heard you say something really similar, Demi, right? Um, I can't remember which show it was on. It might have been when you were on the, the Q&A with Morally Gray, possibly. But you said something very similar. Mm. And honestly, what went through my head was, well, yeah, but it's Demi. Everyone loves Demi. <laughs> like, you know, she streams already. You know. You're not wrong. Everyone, of course, everyone's going to be welcoming to Demi. It's Demi. She's fucking awesome. And like, and then there's Bricko. Like, Bricko is literally the most supportive human being on the fucking planet. He's like a golden retriever with a sexy voice, right? What's not to like? Oh my god, that's so going to be next time's introduction. I'm kind of like, oh, clip that somewhere. Of course, of course, you guys are going to have the support of the whole community. It's like an imposter syndrome thing, you know? You hear someone else say it, you think, yeah, cool, but that's because it's them. And then it happens with us. And, yeah, me and Sarith launch our podcast. And we genuinely, like, we said this on our show, but we meant it. We absolutely thought that for the first couple of months, we'd just be doing this show for us, for our own fun. We thought maybe two or three people would listen, you know, friends, family, the odd person who we've badgered. We, we knew Bricko would listen, because, again, golden retriever. <laughs> right? um, but it didn't mean he'd like it. We knew he'd listen. Doesn't mean he'd like it. Doesn't mean he'd come back, you know? And... Yeah, and that was a thing. And then everyone was just so nice and welcoming and supporting. We were like, fuck, maybe everyone really is just that nice. Uh, you know, no one's competing for listeners. <laughs> Ali, bless her cotton socks, yeah, she's asked us this question. And I think her and Bricko have retweeted every single episode we've put out there. You know, that gets me. Really does. Like, I'm, there's a little bit of a hitch in my voice here. And um, I'll pop it. And, I, and I've got no illusions that like that's where a lot of our listeners have come yeah. from. Is you guys retweeting our shit, you know? And it is incredible watching this little community that we're building start to grow, and knowing that the, the seed of what we're putting out there with our content is being watered by all of you guys bringing attention to it. And it's incredible. Aww. Awesome, Ali. Warcraft. It has some of the best people in the community for sure. Speaking of which, this next question comes from somebody that we've talked about a lot tonight. Mr. Jared Cooster, aka Jin from Morally Grey, asks, do you have any stories you can share about horrible clients you've had? I love a good lawyer story. <laughs> Please don't say anything that might incriminate yourself or the show. <laughs> I, 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 this is another thing that I've got to give Jim credit for. He put me onto a podcast. Um, if, honestly, if any of you like good lawyer stories or even good political bullshit, right? There's a podcast called Opening Arguments that Jim put me onto. It's American politics and law, and it's honestly it's brilliant. Like I've learned so much because with all the stuff that's been going on with the big orange dickhead who was in the White House for four years, um, you know, it, it, I wanted to know more of what was going on, and he turned me onto this podcast, and it's great. Um, so yeah, he does like his legal shit. He's not just saying that. Um, but yeah, I've got a couple of good stories. Um, there's two that I can really tell. One, because it wasn't my client directly, so I don't think I can get in trouble because I haven't signed anything. Um, and it has got a famous name attached. Ooh. Um, 
and the other one because I'm 90% sure the guy's in jail now. Um, so I'm going to tell the second one first because it hasn't got the famous name in, and you always name drop last, right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the second one is from when I was doing personal injury work. So this was like road traffic accident claims, you know. Um, and I took over a phone call for the for a colleague, a more junior colleague, because the client was getting really pissed off and shouting at her. Um, and it turned out this guy was unhappy because he had bills to pay and he thought he was going to get his money for his claim, like, now. And that wasn't the case. Like, that's not how it works. Um, so I explained to him as calmly as I could that the other driver in this accident had denied liability, which mm. meant, you know, the other guy is saying it's your fault, mate, and we're going to have to go to court. And I explained that, you know, there's a process we have to follow and it could take several months. And he cut me off. And he said in this really thick Eastern European accent that I'm now going to attempt to imitate. <laughs> and I mean, I'm going to sound like a drain eye trying to do a Jamaican accent, I think. But here we go. He said, we tried your way. I know where he lives. Now I try my way. It involves baseball bat. And then he hung up. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, we never heard from him again. And yes, we did call the police and warn them. <laughs> I wish Jeez. I knew where I wish I knew where this went because I, that firm folded a few months later. Um, so I have no way of knowing how that story ends. So he probably wouldn't have got his money if he'd have carried on like the law normal I mean, legal route anyway. Well, not from us. I mean, he would have got it from another firm of solicitors eventually, probably. But uh, but yeah. So I don't know whether this <laughs> this crazy guy did go and track down the other person with a baseball bat. I don't know. Um, but that's the kind of shit you deal with sometimes. Jesus. Um, the other story, which is much more lighthearted, thankfully. Um, is that a firm I worked at once defended a claim for damages against one of the male stars of the old Baywatch series. It's exactly who you think <laughs> it is. Um, he sat on someone's car to sign an autograph and his ass dented the metalwork. <laughs> his insurer paid out and fixed the car and then some. But it was great. The whole time the foil was in the office, there was this whole sea of Baywatch jokes. Yes, that was a pun. Um, <laughs> just like his music, though, <laughs> however big his ass was, he was bigger in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, Very that's nice. awesome. Next question, Jules Bricko. All right. At Mage Luluet. Sorry. You had it right first time. The loot. Nailed it. Loot. Okay, perfect. So, I'm supposed to ask you, why you're so shit at playing mage? It's only Q, E, and F. <laughs> I get it. I'm a keyboard turner. Oh, seriously, though, I want to know which dragon he thinks has the most boring lore in the game. This will torture him. <laughs> okay, so... Uh... <laughs> I mean, one, she's absolutely right. It tortures me because I love dragons. <laughs> Not just in WoW, but like generally. I mean, my name's Dracorius. You can see where, the, where yeah. it comes yep. from, right? Um, I, I fucking love dragons, right? Um, but she also knows that it messes with me because I don't think law is boring. And having to pick something that has boring law. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to answer the first question first, right? Which was the mage thing. I think it was tongue-in-cheek, but I'm going to fucking answer it anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> my beautiful girlfriend, who is still lurking in... Well, she's not even lurking in Twitch chat. She's been very active. I'm very proud of her. Um, my answer to the first question is that when I play mage, I, 
unlike some people, don't have a pocket paladin to keep me alive. <laughs> but I mean, for reals, I, I can't play mage to save my life. I'm, I'm bad at it. Um, I love wizards in every game I've ever played. Main a wizard in Diablo. Fucking love wizards and magic. Can't play a mage to save my life. They're have you tried special. a warlock then? Yeah, a little bit, and I, I kind I enjoyed that more mm. actually. Haven't finished leveling one, so I don't know what it's like at max, but mm. yeah. I can't yeah, do so, warlocks, but I love my mage. Well, and I, I want to like mage because yeah. the utility portals and shit. Yeah. Uh. Um, but I suck. So yeah. Um, in terms of the, the dragon question, though, it's a two-part answer for me. Um, and she probably knew I was going to do something like this and derail your whole podcast. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> the dragon who has the most boring lore at the moment is Valithria Dreamwalker from ICC. Ooh, yeah. She shows up in ICC as this random green dragon that's getting murked and zombified, right? And there is literally no lore about her before ICC. You will find nothing about Valithria Dreamwalker before ICC anywhere. And if you do, I will transfer you like 100k in gold. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't exist, right? She doesn't exist. They made, they made her up to be a boss in ICC. Then she crops up again in BFA. So this is someone who you would think mm. was just intended as a, a one-off boss character, right? Um, but then she turns up in BFA, and she's one of the green dragons who's backing up Ysera's daughter, Marithra, when the Void attacks the Emerald Dream. Yeah. All right, in oh. 8 point, I want to say 8.1, might be 8.2. But yeah, so it's, it's when you go and get one of your, your Azerite power-ups, you know, for the concentrated flame thing. Um, so yeah, so she turns up there, and she's like the second in command now, it seems to Marithra. So she has gone from being a nothing, non-existent character to being second in command of the Green Dragons, as far as we can tell. Bear in mind that Ysera is dead, right? So boring as fuck until you get into my little pet theory. Now, my pet theory is this. <laughs> I think she's going to get really interesting because I think there were supposed to be clues all along when you look her up on Wowpedia, she has unused voice lines. Oh. And they're voice lines for in the event of her death, right? And one of them says, no rest for the wicked. Wicked? Have you ever, do you think of wicked when you think of green dragons? Because I don't. Mm. And the other, <laughs> the other is failures. In capital letters with exclamation marks. Does that sound like a lovely, friendly, nice green dragon who's died because you couldn't quite heal her quickly enough? No. Doesn't to me, right? It sounds to me like she's got something a little more aggro going on in there. Now, could that be something that, say, a dreadlord might say? Maybe with the mask slipping a little bit. There's an Ilganoff whisper that says, "The vassal of life disguises treachery. Beware the eyes of green." Do you yeah. want to try and tell me? Do you want to have a little, have a little guess what colour Valithria's eyes are when she's in elf form? <laughs> They're green. But she, a vassal yeah. is a servant, isn't it? A vassal is a servant, but, but a servant of life, right? Mm. Now there are two dragon flights related to life, aren't there? There's the red and the green. <laughs> Where do I buy my tinfoil, Sarith? Same as <laughs> you buy your bullshit about. <laughs> no, we will talk about that in a minute, mate, because you've asked the question. <laughs> um, but honestly, right, so that's the thing. I, I genuinely think 
we've got the thing, the, the um, enemy infiltration preface, the Dreadlord literature, right? And that says that they observed a lot from, they learned a lot from observing the link between the plane of life and Ardenweald. And they have confidence that they've identified a vulnerability. Their operative has already gained the trust of their target. So the Dreadlords have got someone watching the link between Ardenweald and Azeroth, which is the Emerald Dream, which is presided over by the Green Dragonfly. Could that not also be Thrust, though? I don't think so, because Thrust isn't a plane of life. Thrust is a plane of death. But it's... And they are specifically talking about the life pantheon in that enemy, enemy uh. infiltration preface thing. So I'm not saying that necessarily the eyes of green thing relates to the enemy infiltration preface. I'm not saying that. But if they do, if those two come together, which they might, because they both talk about a vassal of life. If those two come together, she's a good candidate. Not saying it's her, not saying it's conclusive. This isn't me being mm. like Pyromancer. I'm not being like Pyromancer and going, <laughs> this is a fact. My theory is right. All I'm saying is it's interesting. I don't watch Pyro anymore. I watched one Not video either. and went, mm, yeah. nah. There, there are reasons I don't watch Pyro. But yeah. my point is, right, I challenge anyone to find me another character who is female, because it specifically states female, her yeah. target, right? Female with green eyes, whose backstory we don't know, because if it's the fucking Dreadlord, it's not going to be someone we know too well, right? Probably. And who's recently started buddying up to someone who's a big shot on the life pantheon. But... Right. No, we're going to bench this. Because <laughs> I would that's go... That's all I'm saying. If I, are, if I reply to this... Prongs. Yeah. Uh, if all I'm, I'm saying is there are five prongs to that, and I don't think there's a single character that fits all of them, except her. If they are all tied together, if they are not yeah, talking about yeah, different absolutely. things, and if the, eyes green, the weed, mm, if the eyes of green are about the colour and not eyes of envy or jealousy... Oh, come on. <laughs> When you've got as many different eye colours in the game as you have, you don't throw that shit in there metaphorically. You could be right. How can you thing, talk about the Whispers of Elginoff and not think it's metaphorical? Honestly, because look at the amount of people who thought the Boy King didn't, look at the amount of people who thought the Boy King didn't mean Anduin before 9.1. The amount of stretching that went on to try and say that it meant someone else. Of course it was him. There are too too many people stretching, and I'm just saying I don't think this is a stretch. I think it's out of nowhere. I think people haven't thought about it. I don't think it's too much of a stretch. Yeah. But yeah so that, I, that's my answer. Anyway, I, can see, I think at I the can, moment, Felicity is boring, and I think she might not be. I can see what I can see where you've got there, but I would argue that she's not a big enough lore character to have that kind of sudden yeah. swoop up in her arc. Which I think is why they plan to do in BFA, helping Marithra out, because I think the Green Dragonfly is getting a refresh. Ysera's gone. Marithra's suddenly oh, an important well, character. Yeah. But is next to her. It just seems possible, that's all. And again, yeah. I'm not trying to be like this is a fact. I'm not I'm not that kind of guy. But I think it's interesting. It is interesting. But if the green dragonfly is getting a refresh, then that would indicate that there's a re you know, I would then expect a revitalization of the other dragonflights, if you like. And yeah. at the moment we don't know what's happening with them so no but i mean a hell of a lot of people seem to think we're getting dragon isles either at 10.0 uh, or 11.0 yeah and if that happens true. if that happens suddenly it makes sense mm. maybe 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 right um next question this is me <laughs> isn't it to ask this one 
This is from Mud, also known as at WowGrats, which is his podcast. Um, and he wants to know which law character do you most closely identify with? Honest, this one's really hard because I mean, most of the characters in WoW own. are like heroes or they're villainous or, you know, and they're all badasses. And I'm not really any of those things. Like, I mean, I think I'm probably like the auctioneer or something, you know? Um, <laughs> who would I want to identify with, though? Like, whose values do I think I'd like to say that I could embody and pass on to my kids and shit? Tyrion Forger. Like, if you if you read of Blood and Honor, is it of Blood and Honor? Get, get my words mixed up. You know, the, the short story, the Tyrion Forging one with Etrig. If you haven't read that, go and, go and read it because that guy lived up to the Paladin values when nobody else did. He yeah. defended the weak. He stuck to his guns, full on like Captain America style. You know, the, the when other people say you're wrong and you know you're not, plant your feet. That I'm horribly mangling the Captain America quote, but you know what I mean. Um, right. You know, and he was exiled for it. He lost his family. And the fact that he that then story was amazing. Yeah, it was. It's really good. And it was also written by um I, I want to say Chris Metzen, which is pretty cool. Um I think so, yeah. Yeah. And then the fact that Tyrion came back later and did all the heroic shit he did in Wrath and Legion is cool. But it's that short story for me. That's what says like, you know, that's the honor, the the kind of Sure, sure. Who he is. That's what typifies him. And that's the guy you want to be. That's the guy you want your kids to see you be, you know? Yeah. Well said. Awesome. The next one is from Sarith, <laughs> who's in chat with us. Who's the best warrior in Lorien? Why is it Broxigar? <laughs> okay. Okay, Sarith. Uh-huh. Right. So, who's the best warrior in law, and why is it Broxigar? <laughs> those of you who can't see the Twitch stream and who are listening to this as a podcast, I'm shaking my head. Broxigar <laughs> had a magic axe of doom crafted by a demigod his axe was sharper than the exterior decorations in Orgrimmar right <laughs> now when Broxagon manages to get Sargeras's attention without his magic axe then we'll talk Broxagon <laughs> right? is just a warrior I'm sorry dude now in terms of the most <laughs> ass warrior in the law it's probably Anduin Lothar like when, when you look at all the warriors in the law, probably, yeah, probably. And there's a reason I say this, right? He's the only one who used a weapon that was just a weapon. Like it wasn't magic. It's magic now because Turalians picked it up and reforged it like a magic dipshit, right? But <laughs> prior to that, it was just a sword. It's literally just a fucking sword, True. right? And yet he was a badass. He nearly beat Orgrim Doomhammer. Orgrim Doomhammer had the oh, what was his weapon called again? Huh, Doomhammer, right? <laughs> Um, look at Varian. Varian, who, I mean, I love Varian, but he had Chalamain. Big badass magic sword that splits in two and does all sorts of weird shit and glows, right? Garrosh had Gorhal, as did Gromash. You know, the, the two hell screams. And Gorhal, again, seems to have some pretty special properties. It screams when you use it. That doesn't sound like a normal axe to me, right? Anduin Lothar just used a normal sword. The Doomhammer is not just a fucking hammer, Tariq. How dare you? <laughs> right. Sorry, no, Sarif, it's not. You need to go and look at the comic. Um, oh, what's the name of the bloody comic? 
there's a comic set in Wad that shows how the Doomhammer works and that the Doomhammer has all kinds of weird elemental magic shit going on, right? And Thrall knows full fucking well that it has a weird elemental magic shit going on. The fact that Doomhammer himself wasn't a shaman doesn't change the fact that his hammer was fucking magic, right? So, yeah, um, Brox isn't the biggest badass warrior in the world. He had a magic axe. He did Andrew have a magic probably, axe, yeah. Andrew probably the best warrior because he didn't have a magic sword. And I would, I would argue that Virion was a combination. He's not a straight-up plain warrior. He had other, other things going on in there. Um, I mean... Varian's the daddy, as far as I'm concerned. Even daddy oh, Varian's amazing, Varian. yeah. But oh, I'm I'm not dissing Varian at all. No, but he wasn't no, a straight he did up have a magic weapon. Yeah, you know whether he's a warrior or not, he, he had a magic yeah. weapon, and I I think that takes him out of the discourse for who's the best for me. Uh, right, we that makes have. Sense. I never thought about the magic weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we have one last question, but we may not have time for you to give a full answer, and. Then... <laughs> And this, uh, I, I think she's still in chat. Um, this is from, and I'm going to get the at Twitter handle wrong, but it's Guerrera Jera on Twitter. I think, I think she goes by Gershon. Oh, Gershon, yes. Yeah. Uh, Gershon. Who yeah. said, tell us all about gnomes. But then did say that, did clarify that she was just yeah, kidding. She, she's only joking. And the, the reason she's <laughs> saying that is because um, if, if you've listened to episode, I think, two of LFR, Hi, Chromie. I know you love gnomes. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the thing is that um, my, my girlfriend, Lou, um, and loves gnomes and has asked us to do an episode on gnomes. Oh. And I really didn't want to. And there's a, couple, there's a couple of reasons for that, right? Is that one, I don't know that much about them myself yet, so I need to do a lot of research. Um, and two, that I wanted the early episodes to be on, like, big hitter characters, you know? Yeah. Which is why we did Anduin, Thrall, and Khadgar which I thought made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I am going to do gnomes. They're on our list. It's going to happen. Nice. Um, they were they were in the poll that we did for um, for episode four. And actually, Bricko's suggestion, Alex Straza won that. Nice. Which is why we're doing Alex Straza for the next episode. Um, so gnomes are there, and they are going to happen, but not yet. Mud is stealing my jokes. <laughs> so my answer is this. At the moment, before I do the research... I know very little about gnomes. Little it would have to be a pretty short story. Unless you want me to start telling tall tales, which wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> Honestly, of all the things I'm really looking forward to about she this won. show, she won. Um, she won. Yeah, I, I can't help it, right? I'm a punny guy. <laughs> now, of all the things that I'm looking forward to about doing this show, the research is one of them. Like, it's going to be great learning about things like gnomes that I don't know much about. And then I can pass that knowledge on to people who don't know it already. Yeah. And it's going to be great. It really is. And gnomes are on our list and it is going to happen. Good stuff. Nice. And that brings us to the end of the community questions. So we just have to ask you, Decorus, how can people find you? Where can they find you on Tintinet? And is there anybody you would like to give a shout out to? So to find me, um, other than just following the sounds of a random person raving about a green dragon, um, <laughs> you can get me on Twitter at Smiting Titan. You can get the podcast on Twitter at LFR Wowcast. Um, you can also email us at, at, at mm, there's no at, email addresses don't start with an at, try again. Um, LFRWowPod at gmail.com. Um, so that's how you find me. Or you can just poke your head into the Morally Grey Discord or the LFR Discord, and you'll find me in there. 
Um, in terms of shout outs, as much shit as I've just given him, it's my buddy Sarif. Um, <laughs> LFR would never happen without him. Um, he does all the technical stuff. And I, I really hope that he knows how much I appreciate all he does, both for the technical side of things and for breaking up the monotony of me talking about law for half an hour on my own, which you've just pretty much heard <laughs> with the Green Dragon stuff, right? Um, and, and also, up to and including the fact that he records with me at like 8 a.m. his time. The guy is a fucking saint. Um, so honestly, thank you, Sarif. And you should all go and follow him too, at Sarif on Twitter. Good stuff. A very, very worthy shout out. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope Thank everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's been a real treat. That's been wonderful. Yeah. That's yep. nice. To, it, I know it's not like face to face, but you know, it's still nice to talk to you after having like interacted across the internet for so long. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's been lovely. Oh, there's some love in the chat. Sarid's going, I love you, buddy. Yeah, I love you too. So basically my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. six or eight hour neighbor. But well, you know, <laughs> the six what is it? Six Honestly, hours. I think me and Demi are probably closer geographically. Yeah, we are. We are. But it's hard not to be if you're talking UK to US and then two in the UK, isn't it? Um True. <laughs> <laughs> But we have a community hero this week. We have a nomination from none other than Capo, also known as White Polar Bear Mount over there on Twitter. And he said he's, <laughs> he was in chat. I don't know if he's still there. Um, he's going to throw his community hero vote to Vatran the Druid, um, who is also known as Vatran underscore the underscore Druid on Twitch.tv. This week for being one of the genuinely nicest streamers I've met in the last few months. I met Vatran via the Frasley community and he's always, pop, he's always fun to pop in and engage with when he's streaming. In addition to the charities he raises money for on his stream, he also walks in, works in public service, IRL, trying to improve his community daily. Give him a follow and come hang out. So that's a shout out there for Vatran, who I can also add to because uh, yesterday we had a little stream for Kiddo and he donated, which was very sweet of him. Um, we didn't, you know, we weren't asking for donations, but he just um, chucked, chucked us $5, which is very much appreciated. So... Shout out to Veteran the Druid. So if you're interested in finding you're another... Veteran. Yeah, if you're looking for another small streamer, um, just getting started, then head over. Um, Veteran's a really good dude. Yeah. I've, um, I've interacted with him a few times on sort of other people's threads and things. Yeah. haven't had a chance to catch one of his streams yet, and I, I will make sure that I do that. Um, he is a really good dude. Should yeah. go do him a follow. Uh, we don't have any new reviews, but we do have a little note that came from Gershom, aka Guerrero Jera, on Twitter. And I did ask if we could um, read this out, and she very kindly said, yes, we can. Uh, Hi, Demi. I just wanted to say thank you to you. Without telling a long, annoying story, I just wanted to say that Third Faction has given me the confidence that I needed to drop a guild that wasn't including me because of low eye level and to find a more inclusive place. This is the first time I've played current content since TBC, hashtag life invasions, and I am so excited to come back to a community that has only gotten stronger and better over the years. Thanks to you and Bricko Stud for being shining lights of inclusion and happiness in the game that is already so fucking rad. All the best. Thank you, Gershom. It is our Thank pleasure. Um, it's nice to know that we have made a bit of a difference and that you know we're, we are giving people that confidence because... 
it's a game and we should be enjoying it and if we're not then you know that something's gone wrong somewhere hasn't it really so um i know you were in chat i don't know if you're still there but um, she, um, she was dropping in because she was on her lunch break i believe so i, I don't think she's um, she's still in there it'll it'll be she'll catch it when it's released so it's fine i'm sure she will yes yeah. uh, but that is the end of our show this week. Uh, we will be back in another two weeks with another interview, another round of Community Heroes and more from the world of Warcraft. Until then, you can visit the website at www.thethirdfaction.com for links on where to find us. You can email the show on thethirdfactionshow at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, just like Dracoris does, because he's one of our fine and dandy patrons, you can do so at patreon.com slash the third faction show. We will always be free, but your support does help us cover costs and it will enable us to bring you more and more and more. You can also leave us a review on your chosen podcast. I'll start that bit again. <laughs> you can also leave us a review on your chosen podcast platform and at warcraftradio.com forward slash directory but if that's not for you you don't want to leave a review the very best thing that you can do is tell your friends about us thank you again Dracoris. i've really enjoyed chatting with you it's been lots of fun it's been great being here honestly thank you again for having me and yeah, thanks, thanks for coming it's been great dude thanks again to my awesome co-host thank um, you demi <laughs> remember folks always be learning and don't be a dick.